Are you struggling to get a grip on your spending? Do you find yourself going over budget a little too often? Well, Finlect is exactly what you need to get back in the green. With Finlect, you can track your expenses, automatically track your spending, and get a better handle on all of your expenses. So what are you waiting for? Download the Finlect app now and get started. Today we have the investing Latina, Julie Alma Tavers, who speaks on financial literacy, how she moved from being a shopaholic to a minimalist, and a lot more. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we have the founder of Investing Latina, an online community for financially powerful women. Julie Alma Tavares is a writer, a producer, and you can find her on YouTube where she creates videos to educate women about personal finance, investing, and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the episode, Julie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about money, financial literacy, investing. Let's do it. We're glad to have you, Julie. So the first question I have for you is, what does being financially literate mean to you? Yes. So to me, being financially literate is actually something that we all have some degree of experience with. So whether it's bringing in money and working and, um, you know, figuring out your next job or what you're going to do, or it can mean how you're spending it, how you're managing it, how you choose to invest in, what different avenues you take. So I think that financial literacy is a really big spectrum and we all have experience in it because we all at some point touch money. (laughs) So it's always just a matter of how do you improve and get a little bit better, learn a little bit more, because that's really the only way that we can get, get good at things. So what do you think are some of the mistakes people make because they're not financially literate? I think that overspending is probably the biggest thing that people do when they don't really have a full grasp on how to manage money or have a full grasp on, you know, financial literacy in general. And um, it kind of, the money flows in and it quickly flows out and, and there is no sort of uh, thought or control around it. And so that that's, I think, the, the biggest mistake. And I've been in that situation. I used to spend a lot of money. I used to be a, a very serious shopaholic where to the point where I didn't buy anything for one year and I still had insane amount of things. And I was just like, whoa, I have to, I have to do something different, you know? And, and that's really where my story kind of changed from being someone that used to just think about making more money and never thought about how I was actually spending it. So what do you think is the best process for someone to learn about money and become more financially literate? What tips, what did you use? What's funny is that now there's a huge online community. We have Instagram, we have Reddits, we have all kinds of, uh, there's tons of blogs out there that offer a lot of this advice. So literally you can just say, I'm trying to get out of debt or Google, you know, how do I start investing? And you'll have so many resources right online. When I started, it wasn't like this. I really had to kind of I listened to a TV show. I listened to Susie Orman once a week on Saturdays. And that's where I got like my financial fix on tips and tricks. And then I slowly just started to look at my own lifestyle, you know, because I think that we can spend all day and night reading what other people do and, you know, how they've managed to get out of debt or how they managed to build a portfolio. But you have to actually do it for yourself, do the work yourself and know what fits your lifestyle and your vision of what you want your life to be like. So it really is a matter of starting out by doing that research and then really taking steps forward. You might not be perfect. You might 
you know, stumble along the way, but you getting started is really just kind of the way to do it. It's how you figure things out. Yeah. So sometimes getting started, I feel begins at home. So did you have any conversations about money with your parents or friends as well? Yeah, for sure. The home is obviously so important because we get very heavily influenced by the way that our parents manage money and our family members, even extended family members. We see so much, you know, we see people shopping and spending and owning big homes and nice cars. So it definitely influences how we um, kind of perceive life and how we uh, start to kind of live. Uh, But we personally, in my family, it was always a mention, but it wasn't like, oh, let's sit down and talk about this and figure out a budget. Like we, there weren't those types of conversations. And I think that affects like a lot of Latin communities and many, and many other communities as well, where it's like you don't really take the time to sit down and kind of, um, you know, lay out a plan. So it was really more just here and there, like, oh, make sure you're saving money or stop spending so much. And that, and, you know, even though it wasn't, the exact strategy it did influence how i eventually became a little bit better and better with money so you mentioned being a shopaholic before and now i think you've maybe toned down a bit from being a shopaholic and not buying as much stuff what set a light to the path to becoming more mindful with your money yeah i think that it was definitely um there were a lot of things in life that were changing for me i i really started out working after college and and making more money than i had ever made before and i wanted to treat myself and it kind of went overboard and then I got to a point where I was like you know I have a lot of the things that I want I could always try to search for more and more and more but I really had a lot of my wants kind of covered and I felt like I also wasn't being the best person that I could be and I think that's what changed me I wanted to be better, not just with money. I wanted to be a better human being. I wanted to provide for my family. I wanted to to do more. And that w- was what changed my life because it really very little times has to do with money. It really has to do with life and how you are as a person and how you envision yourself as a person. Yeah. So regarding that, most of the decisions we make as individuals, it's based on need versus want. And I feel like being a shopaholic, you're more relying on your wants. So how are you able to separate a need from a want? Yeah, for sure. And I do this by creating the survival budget. And that for me is really the number, I call it the survival number. And it really is just a budget of the things that I truly need in life and and on a month to month basis. And I include something fun in there. Like I include my entertainment, like my Spotify account, because that is is a, is a life need. You know, we need to have some fun. We need to have some entertainment. I also include like dining out, a, a small budget for dining out on a monthly basis. But those are, are the types of things that we really do need. And sometimes it's, it's unrealistic to think that we don't. Uh, but also keeping in mind that you can control that and you can kind of take it slow. It doesn't have to be all the time, you know, having ordering food in is not a need. If doing it all the time is definitely not a need. Shopping for Manila Blahnik shoes is not a need. It's definitely a want. It's something that you want to treat yourself with. And the best part about the way that my lifestyle changes is that now when I do buy those things, it really feels special. It feels like a moment. Before, when I was a shopaholic, it was just like back to back. I would like throw it around and get over it after a week and, and never 
really felt special anymore. So, so that's the important thing. And, and that's, I think, the significant thing of being able to decide, okay, these are the things that I know that I need, like rent and food. <laughs> and then there are things that I really like and that I want to treat myself and, and enjoy that moment. So there definitely has to be an element of delayed gratification to make the most of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you definitely hold out, but it, I feel like it always is worth it because you can really think through what it is that you're going to get. You can make the best decision instead of really doing things impulsively, which I used to do. So you mentioned a survival number, and I think I heard that in one of your YouTube videos, and that was linked to minimalist budgeting. So could yes. you walk us through what happens in minimalist budgeting and how that's linked to the survival number? Yeah, for sure. So for me, there's really eight categories that I look at when it comes to my budget. And it really is, uh, the first one is rent and utilities. And I like to make it, bulk it in together because of the purpose of minimizing. So if you think about minimizing in general at home, you want to keep things, only the things that spark joy, only the things that are really a need, um, but that also make your life complete. And so I think that when I put together the, that minimalist survival number budget, it was with that intention. So it started out with the rent and utilities as one category, and then it went into food, and then it went into healthcare, um, personal care, and then I also included inter entertainment things like dining out. That has its own line. Also, Spotify, like I mentioned, or if you're going to go out and, and go to the movies, also include that into, into your entertainment budget. So for me, when I look at those eight lines, it makes life so easy. Like literally, these are the only things that I have to worry about because I know that these are my needs and these are the things that I um, use on a month-to-month -month basis. Anything aside from that, I can if the budget allows, if I have flexibility. And that's the beauty of the survival number. It's yeah. truly just that starting point. You know exactly what you need to kind of get through. But everything you do and earn above that is free game you can do whatever you want with it and for me obviously investing is super important so i i try to really focus on that and those major goals so that i can maximize my earnings i hope you were able to learn something new about saving money in this episode remember that your financial literacy journey is specific to you and you can start making changes through small lifestyle tweaks we hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope to catch you on the next one.